One, two, three. I heard your clap that time. Oh my god. Was it on time with yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stories podcast, part one of a three-part story-building triathlon based off of a random prompt. I'm Alice, and I am a concept artist. And I'm Michaela, and I'm a writer. And we are two long-distance friends in the Pacific Northwest looking to flex our creative game. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch and Instagram to see how we take today's story outline a little bit further. And so what have you been up to, Kayla? Um, well, I took a week off of work, so, Ooh, hell yeah. um, I did a whole lot of nothing. Well, okay. I went camping for my birthday. Um, I turned 25, which is just weird. Mm-hmm. Happy belated um, birthday again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, um, yeah, I just been hanging out at home. I did a, I did a, a, a deep clean of my bathrooms mm-hmm. and, uh, washed my showers and stuff, uh, last night, which was... I mean, it sucked during. It really yeah. sucked during. I didn't like it. But it was very, um, I got to enjoy a bath afterwards. Ooh, and it was, I had my, nice. I had some uh, peach Moscato. <gasps> it was very good. That sounds delightful. Yeah. It's um, easy. Also, my drink and my bath water matched because I threw a bath bomb in there and it was coconut hibiscus. Ooh. So it, it started out this like vibrant pink. Uh-huh. But then as the water got added to it, it just turned into like a peachy tone. Ooh. So I was like, oh my God. Look at me, Look at matching you. my wine to my bathwater. Aesthetic, I'm right so fancy. there. Your goals. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I just had like you know some like pink candles and like gold and like or like rose gold and stuff to throw in there. Like some really gold nice... foil to sprinkle into your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly what everyone needs in life. You know, just the bare essentials, really. Funny thing um, is. <laughs> have some like gold foil sprinkles pretty much and like copper foil sprinkles they're not meant for baths by any means but i do have it what were they meant for uh dice i down got me this like dice making kit for christmas (gasps) and i was supposed to make dice but then i never ended up getting around to sanding down our molds to the ridiculous nth degree that apparently was required to make really cool dice and so i just haven't gotten around to actually using them that much we did like one test batch and all the dice were super wonky because the blanks were printed kind of off axis a little bit and so they were all like slanted (laughs) but yeah that's why yeah. I have a uh, random foil flakes. <laughs> Dude, whenever you do get around to using those, though. Oh yeah. I I that a set. Um, I hate to be demanding, but if uh, rose gold foils could be a thing, you know. I've got copper. That's the closest I got. <laughs> it looks um, rose goldish, just a little redder. <laughs> that's fair. It's very close. I do like copper as well. I just don't, it's not it's my second favorite metal, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. It's not my first. <laughs> what if I just like mix the <laughs> copper and the gold together? They won't really mix together as far as color goes, <laughs> but you know, 
the thought is there. It could look interesting. Honestly, that would look really interesting if you're just throwing that into like a clear gloss. It could be like cool. Potentially, I would. I don't know. I think a that with a kind of smoky dye would be cooler. Mm. But anyway, well, the gold, the the flakes are just kind of like shining through the darkness. Yeah. We're talking and about like designing. One of my friends actually dye. has made another demand that I make a saga for a dice set for them. So we're going to see how well this goes if I get around to it. <laughs> okay. Um well, I'm excited cuz I want some dice. Well, but I'll I'll let you I'll you do it in your time. <laughs> Sounds good because uh there ain't no way you're pressuring me into this. <laughs> you have moved. You're in your new home. Um yes. you have dubbed it a mini cottage which just the the lingo of what you've dubbed your place, I um, am very jealous of because that sounds great. Uh, but how is your new place, by the way? Um, it's nice. It's cute. It's small. It's so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily adjusting to the uh, tiny living life. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's been interesting trying to figure out where we want all of our furniture and stuff. Um. Yeah. So we've had to, so it's, it's on, um, Dallin's parents' property. So they have their like Mm -hmm. house and then they have this tiny cottage that's technically attached to the house. It's only attached because it's technically attached to the porch. So legally they're attached, but in all actuality, they're not. So (laughs) that was an interesting discussion we had. Um, was that a building permit? type it was an related thing insurance type related thing um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> in the eyes of the law this is attached to the house in all actuality I mean, it's okay. own like little separate building that's very like 30 feet away from the normal house <laughs> um so dallin has to have his office in their in their home in one of their spare rooms um but i was stubborn and made the push to have my own office in the tiny house <laughs> and to have my <laughs> my desk in the tiny cottage so I wouldn't have to be in their house all the time if I wanted to work or do podcast recordings or what have you and could have my own privacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also- I mean, your own privacy is important that and it's awesome that they're letting you live there and yes. I'm sure you guys get along perfectly well, but uh Hanging out with your significant other's parents for all of the hours of the day. Yeah. Not. It's. Prime. Prime. You know, not really the best result of what we want to do (laughs) with our time and can lead to just an awkward. Yeah. They. Like. Feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And they've been so awesome and nice about everything. They're like, yeah, just make it into your own place. Like, do whatever you want to it. It's like a dollhouse, really. We don't really care. Uh, so we've been able to really just, we took out all the furniture that they put in here and just replaced it with all of our own furniture, which I feel a little bad about, but there was no way we were going to fit what we needed to get in here without taking out all of the stuff. I mean, they said, make it your own. Yeah, and... I feel like that gives you permission to say, well, this furniture is not my own. <laughs> yeah, and they've just been really awesome and supportive yeah. of everything. Um, it is kind of in a rural area, so there's, like, a nice little garden next to me, and I have a cow for a neighbor, and he's super cute, and 
that's all really charming and whatnot, but the downside is really slow-ass internet. The internet is really <laughs> rough a lot of the time. As we've been experiencing, <laughs> as I'm trying to listen to you, and every now and again you kind of cut out a little bit, yeah. but we're going to make the best of uh, the situation. Um, the best of some crappy internet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's we'll see how it goes. It's right? rough. It's not as rough. You know, for this area, is not the roughest I've experienced. It's probably Which on the better end. I don't understand how it's possible. <laughs> my brain cannot comprehend <laughs> that shitty of internet. Oh my gosh. I I was like house sitting for a friend once um, in town. And this was in town. Like, oh, and oh, they must have great internet. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was house sitting, and I just I couldn't even get Facebook to open. <laughs> and so I just rage quitted and started using data on my phone to watch some YouTube to get over it. It was so bad. <laughs> Shall we uh, dive into our prompt for today? I mean, yeah, I suppose we should do the job that we set ourselves up to do. So, you know, we should do. Do the thing that we've set the expectation that we're doing. Yeah. But um, what we do here mm-hmm. on this podcast is we are going to find a random story prompt online and we are going to create story outline from that story prompt. Um, later, we will be, as Alice said, um, expanding on that story. I am at the storyshack.com. I don't know how I feel about this prompt. Okay, so it says, um, and obviously we don't do a word count here, but this is what the prompt says. Write a 700-word story in the comedy genre. Okay. It's about a dictator and should include a candle. Also use the sentence, what problem? And bonus prompt, civilization has come to an end. Um, okay. The reason I went, oh no, is that I don't know how good of a comedy writer I am. Have you not seen, um, I feel like the, I'm not. (laughs) What is it? What is it called? The Dictator? It's like a whole comedy skit based on, on Nazi Germany. (laughs) And it's like. Yeah, but then we're just making Jojo Rabbit. No, no, it was like, there was another show called, I think it was called The Dictator or something. Or the producer. Okay. Have you not heard of the producer? I don't think producers? so. I didn't sound, sound, it doesn't sound familiar, you know? It's, um... <laughs> it has one of the most horrible... <laughs> yet I've never laughed harder. <laughs> Probably because I'm a horrible person. There's this one bit in there that I'm going to share with you to watch later. But, okay. um... It's, no, I'm going to watch it right the now. The premise is... Can't stop me. <laughs> is these guys are... Um, it's these producers that are trying to... Um, uh, basically play the books. <laughs> or um, f- fib the books. Like... Yeah, falsify their books. So that way they can... Um, uh, cover up their embezzlement. I, I haven't seen this movie either. I just kind of loosely know the premise, but they're like mm-hmm. doing some embezzling and they're using this theater to cover up that they're um, embezzling money. And so, in order to um, 
best cover the scheme up at one point, they decide to make the worst production ever. And so they make this comedy, or they make this musical about Hitler. About um, and the one thing that I remember that I know from this show is this music, the song called "Springtime for Hitler," and so it's just this this show about them trying to like make this horrible, horrible um, play, but it actually ends up being this huge success. And so now they have to figure out how to like cover up their their crimes financial crimes from the irs and all this stuff and <laughs> all i can say that is good. springtime for hitler was freaking it's it's so bad but so funny <laughs> so does it end up doing well just because it they weren't writing a comedy but then everybody takes it as a comedy i think so it's just yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> um the comedy and the dictator aspect, I just thought of, uh, and it's because I watched this most recently. I feel like comedy in Hitler has actually been done a few times mm-hmm. now, at least oh, in, like yeah. popularly and well. So I feel like we need to do a, a different dictator. Trump? But we could. I mean, we want to take a hack at the comedy Hitler show. We absolutely can. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's... He's not a dictator yet, but he could be. We're going to Trump. Um... What? <laughs> you cut out. I don't know what you said. I'm oh, sorry. I was saying we could do Trump. Ooh. <laughs> That's already a comedy. It's just a tragic comedy. <laughs> a comedy of errors. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... It's fine. The world is burning around us. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like something insane and tragic and just, like, world-altering is happening consistently. So, the other day, I was outside, and I saw these little particles falling from the sky, and I thought it was, like, ash falling down. Oh, no. And so I'm like, Dallin, there's ash falling from the sky. And I sent the, I sent it to him on Discord, so he didn't get it until like a couple minutes later because he was in the middle of a meeting. But yeah, then um, he he's like, "What? There's ash outside." And I'm like, "Yeah, come outside, come look." And so he comes outside and he looks, and he's like, "Oh yeah, there, there's certainly some stuff falling down." But then he like <laughs> certainly some stuff falling down. <laughs> takes a closer look, and he's like, "Oh no, this is this is because they're harvesting barley next door." This is stuff from the barley. I don't remember what, what they called it. It's like there's like a specific name, but next door there's a field full Bullet? of barley, and they're harvesting the barley, oh. and so all of the like bits of barley are just flying over and falling into the yard, <laughs> and it wasn't actually ash. It was just the harvester next door <laughs> harvesting barley. Oh my god! <laughs> Hashtag rural town problems. <laughs> <laughs> come on (laughs) you just are looking outside like it's end days it's over do i need to pack up the cats like what's going on back up the cats (laughs) oh my gosh Ooh, i want to share um well 
yeah, I want to share. Um, <laughs> this was happening. I mean, everyone expected this was happening, I assume. However, I finally asked, and um, Alice received a gift box from me mm-hmm. uh, this week, and she's officially my maid of honor, and I'm hella excited, mostly because now I get to like actually like more talk about everything with you, <laughs> and now you know. I don't have to like be careful about what I say, <laughs> that I'm not giving it away early, and like not letting you have your moment of your surprise. Well, it's been. Let's be real. We all knew it was no. We all knew, but still, (laughs) (laughs) it was a beautiful box. I still use the mug. I've not. I have not stopped using the mug that you got me. Yes. It says one cat away from crazy. (laughs) By the way, guys. So. Oh man. Um. Yes. The mug. I Uh, I saw that mug and I was like, dude. Um. So. Oh, one cat short. The mug I got her. Yeah, mm-hmm. one, one cat short of crazy. Which, I mean, two cats really isn't a lot, but I feel like you've been saying that you'll be one ch- cat short of crazy or something along those lines for so many years. <laughs> and I saw that mug and I was like, if that's not Alice, <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> well, I always tell you, like, once when I'm up at three, we might need to have an intervention. Like, two is more than enough. <laughs> is it, though? I mean, two is enough. That's handleable. Three, it's it's a bit questionable for me anyway, like personally speaking. I know people who can do more. I know people who do less. You know, it's all based on your own personal abilities there. And mine pretty much yeah. stops at two with a potential wiggle room of three. But beyond that, it's like, okay, I need an intervention. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair. Unless um, if I'm, like, fostering kittens or something, you know, then it's a different story. There's that. I mean, that's one way to get away with it. Um, there's also, you know, it's really going to depend on the kind of space that you have. Mm-hmm. If you're in a tiny cottage, two cats feels like a lot of cats. Two cats, <laughs> like, they just fit in this cottage. If I had three, there's no way. One of them would have to go in the yeah. house or something. I don't even know. I don't know what I would do. Um, so we got our prompt and then haven't talked about acting. Yeah, we like... should probably get back to it. <laughs> Side sidebar. Um, there and now we are back to center and um, we have to write a comedy about a dictator. Something to do with a candle. Chris is just loudly crunching a chip bag outside my office. That's not cool. Um, It should use the sentence what problem as a question. Um, Bonus prompt. Civilization has come to an end. So is it like a a new dictator? Like there was an apocalypse and now we have a new dictator? Or I feel like that's so civilization civilization has come to an end is like so open-ended because it's like current situation like current how we function as a civilization now has come to an end that doesn't mean that overall you no longer can be in a civil society yeah in the world it's not like um zombie apocalypse levels of what have yous um yeah i was kind of thinking it might be kind of funny if we didn't take dictator so much as like a form of government but so much as like the saying like oh you're such a dictator or like my boss is a real dictator kind of a thing and so maybe it's like this candle maker who's just a real dictator about his shop and like who gets what kind of candles or something i don't know um there's also like 
I was thinking of like a familial um, dictator, just somebody, a parent or someone within family who's just like hardcore. Mm. Um, so there's that option. I'm trying to think in what other ways somebody could be a dictator. Um, well, what if it's like, um, sorry, there's this. So going with the familial kind of thing, you know how there's always mm-hmm. a story of like, you you are my child, you will take over the family business kind of thing, right? And that's pretty, yep. that can be kind of like being under a dictatorship where you don't get your own choice of career path. So maybe it's like, this guy has his candle shop making shop, he wants his child mm-hmm. to follow through, the child doesn't want to do that, they want to go and be what's something really mundane an accountant <laughs> and the it's like the creative suppressing the the more yeah. logical kind of right thing and that can be kind of a play on some of that where it's like all i want to do is do math and you just keep making me make candles day and night you know kind of a thing yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm always covered in wax. It never, it's in my hair. I can't get it out. (laughs) I'm sick and tired of all these colors, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just like gray. I don't want these organic Um. shapes. I want mathematical shapes with angles and lines, you know. (laughs) And then the resolution is that they start making like the perfectly like right, like they figure out the way to make the most perfect like right angle like candle you've ever seen in your entire life everything's like they they figure out the perfect way to make the most geometric art artsy but not candles like they're practical but they have like a a a small element of kind of an art aspect to it but it's all like right angles and straight lines and um um, where they have they find out a way that they can utilize math to make like better candles or something well, i don't know there is, um, like math that you can use in like composition of art so there's the like golden ratio yeah. oh, you know and that's yeah. mm-hmm. huge in art and nature and math mm-hmm. um so but i would also kind of like um maybe Because I kind of like the idea of spinning the narrative of, like, you have the creative child who has these oppressive parents who doesn't value the creativity of the child. I would like to Mm -hmm. spin it around where it's this creative parent who's oppressive and doesn't value the logic of the child, if that makes sense, you know? No, no, it absolutely does, yeah. And so I think that would be kind of a fun little spin on that trope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what can be more comedy driven, I guess, because that was the prompt challenge just mm-hmm. right in the comedy version, um, comedy genre. So I, I, I don't know how to write comedy though. Well, good thing we're only doing an outline challenge. <laughs> I know. No, I know. But it's also like, I just don't. Well, comedy is really um, hard. It's, it's a difficult genre to write, um, more so than most people would think, um, because it's so much easier to write like edgy angsty film that's really serious and takes itself seriously and is sad yeah. and you know anger driven versus like a comedy um because there's so much more that 
you have to hit at the right time. Fortunately yeah. for us, we're just doing an outline. So the premise just has to be funny. We don't have to have actual moments in the, in the thing. That's true. That's very true. Um, as long as the premise is funny, I yeah. guess. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know which... So... Hold on. Give me one second. I gotta use the restroom, and then I'll be right back. Think about it while you do it. <laughs> okay. You too. <laughs> I return. <laughs> Hello again. Um, it's you. <laughs> it is. Um. So, <laughs> I just real quick. Um, I scrolled through uh, Pinterest for a second, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> found a picture. And it's a wedding gift for the groom the day of, right? Mm -hmm. But it's uh, <laughs> it's like a leather stamp on the inside of the belt mm -hmm. and it just says now you'll always think of me when you take off your pants that's <laughs> <laughs> nice. <is> great <laughs> this is funny okay um, <laughs> so with the two options that we've come up with so far I'm tempted to go with the one that you said just because I feel like the character motivation is built into that mm -hmm. um, for the kid at least yeah um, and I was. So I just think that might be the simplest one. Yeah, I was kind of thinking though too. Um, and this kind of ties into that uh, prompt too. Is thinking about you know we were recently just talking about different types of movies that we've seen recently. Well, not so recently. Mm -hmm. We were delving into the <laughs> art books for these movies that we have enjoyed. Um, yeah. And one of them was Onward, and Onward is definitely this coming of age comedy movie. Is what I would I would call it a comedy anyway. Um, it's very humorous, very funny, um, but it still has, you know, this coming-of-age story that's tied into there. So, I guess the point of that tangent is, um, while this is a comedy, it doesn't have to eliminate any other types of storytelling as well. It can include or encompass or reinforce other types of storytelling. So this could be, you know, we could do a coming-of-age comedy type thing if we wanted to. It doesn't have to be just pure comedy. Um, if we didn't feel like we could do that, I don't know. What are your thoughts? No, I love, I personally love coming of age stories. Um, and I love them when they're done really creatively mm -hmm. and well. It's like one of my all time favorite books, um, is a coming of age story, but it's just different. Like, mm -hmm. it's such a good book. Mm -hmm. Um, which now I'm like, I guess I should probably say the name if people are interested. <laughs> um, it is the, why am I blanking on this? This is literally my favorite book. The Shadow of the Wind by Carlos Ruiz Zafon is like um, this coming of age story, but it's very like a dark, mysterious coming of age story. Mm. I like the idea of, so you know that like friend that tries to get the person out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. um, or not out of the comfort zone. So I'm thinking of like, you have this character, right? Our main character. And it is a early teen kid um, who is um, every day after school, they go home 
and immediately have to put on a frock and start making candles. Like anytime that they have that's free, their parents are like, like that's where that dictator comes in. This got to make those candles get and like um, just the, that expectation. But he has like, or he or she has, you know, AP math classes and courses and stuff. And they're just super intelligent and really like to utilize that side of their brain and that more logical aspect. Um, and then you have, but like their appearance, they would appear to be someone who is a creative. Yeah. And I think that it could cause some fun, like misunderstanding of, um, like another character to come in where, um, they're like an artsy creative person. So they think like they're going into a conversation with another artsy creative person Mm -hmm. and they're going to connect with this person on that level. And this kid even though they're covered in wax and color and dye and they're just kind of like not enthused about it at all (laughs) um and then what would be the i guess care i mean character motivation so they just need to prove themselves to their parents right um how does a logical kid do that i would say like a science fair or some math competition. What if it's like, like a something scholarship? Something where they're proving ooh, or scholarship, yeah. Something where they're proving um, that it's like some other, it's funny because in that situation, it's really like first of all, part of it is, you know, people start accepting it or accepting in that situation so it's say the, 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 the flipped trope, right, of the the kid that wants to be creative and do creative things and everything. And their parent is this non-creative person. Um, I feel like every time that there's a resolution between those two people, it's because one, they realize that that the only way that their child's going to be happy is if they pursue that route. Mm. And two, some other adult validates the value of that person's whatever um, path they're taking. Um. Well, I don't know if that other adult necessarily plays as much of a part um, nowadays. Um, I mean, look at, like, How to Train Your Dragon, right? So Hiccup's whole character arc in the first movie is that he doesn't want to kill dragons, while his dad is this big, boisterous, beefy, man's man kind of guy who is all about slaying dragons. But... He still comes to see Hiccup as who Hiccup is in this new way of living by Hiccup just being himself um, and proving that this relationship is valuable. And so I think that's kind of some of the new voice in child's or in young adult or children's movies nowadays is that there doesn't have to be that other adult validating. Sometimes there will be that other adult as a mentor but by no means does that adult then bring validation to it. They might help encourage the other adult to see, you know, the child eye to eye or kind of help pry that door open a little better. But I think at the end of the day, it's still the the child showing the worth, like what their passions are worth um, to the parent. And so in this sense, it's, it's definitely a little weird because most of the time you have it's the artist who's trying to prove that art is worth something because that's the narrative that all these artist people have known to some degree or experienced to some level right and so how do we flip Mm. that script so if you think about it like 
okay, let's dive into some of the um, into some of the dialogue that happens in the art community. Like, ah, I don't need math. I just I draw pictures all day. Like, pff, who wants to do that stuff anyway? It's not like we use it in day to day stuff, right? And then in reality, you math is used all the time now can i speak to how or when or why it's used no i'm one of those people who does not who does not know <laughs> um <laughs> but maybe that's where this child's perspective can come in and versus this parent's perspective like ah uh, you don't need anything beyond basic math who cares like do you really need to go out there and prove these theories right who cares about that that's not going to affect us in our day-to-day -day lives but maybe that's where the kid can bring in that new perspective of like, no, these theories are important to know to better understand the world that's around us. Just think about, you know, the thermodynamic, you know, just like the heat of a candle and how that affects a candle and how that could potentially affect candle making itself. If you understand the math behind how hot the candle's flame is, you could potentially come up with a wax that could better suit what you're looking for in that candle if that makes sense it might be stretching that a little bit but i mean <laughs> you're stretching it to the beads of the story it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> uh i was thinking just now so um we kind of mentioned like so like what are some ways that a, a kid might try to prove the value um on like a larger scale of their ability there um, what if in order to get a scholarship somewhere, um, they are doing like a, a project, um, after I write a paper on it and everything, um, or an experiment and, um, the parents the whole time, like they don't know what the experiment is. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what really the project is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then revealed last second, it's this like awesome invention and it has something to do with candles and mm -hmm. the way that they could be made better or like new designs or something, mm -hmm. um, that they could be used as a part of another invention. Mm -hmm. Um, just something on the lines so that it's, you know, combining those two realms, um, um, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so what if this kid, um, I wonder if, I don't know. Thermodynamic might be, th thermodynamics might be interesting in this. Like if he's, or she, if they are studying some kind of thermodynamic process with the candle. I wanted mm -hmm. to make sure that was the right term I was using before I started using it. And it looks like I have been validated by part of the internet. I could be wrong, but at least one part of the internet is behind me. Um, so One internet page and all of the internet. Well, look, I'm not going <laughs> to load up all the internet pages. <laughs> so maybe it's something like the process of a candle burning and how one could either use that or better invent a longer lasting candle or um, I don't know. I don't know candle making that well. It's hard to be kind of creative in that thought process without knowing too much about it. Um, I'm, I'm literally, I'm like, I have candles that I have at home <laughs> and then I've seen the videos of people making like crazy yeah. cool candles. Yeah. <laughs> And like the wax dipping and stuff, mm -hmm. and that's the extent of my experience with candles. Same. Oh, but I do know that <laughs> oh. there's like, oh, what if he like, what if this car this 
this kid makes like a whole new material to make candles out of that prevent houses from burning down. I don't know. Anyway, there's a project that this child is doing <laughs> with candles and we can kind of um, expand on that later, I think. It's not necessarily yeah. important. We have the details of this project, <laughs> the fine details of this right now. Um... <laughs> so are we just not including, because there was that um, in the prompt, there was the bonus prompt of civilization has come to an end. Do we want to exmay oh. the bonus prompt? Well, what if that's... Um where some of that plays in, right? So let's say civilization has sort of come to an end. Maybe we still have all the infrastructure, but so have, do you remember um, City of Lights? Have you ever read that book? Yes. I remember it being City of Ember, um, I think. Maybe it's City of Ember. It's like this underground civilization that was only supposed to stay in there for like half the amount of time that they actually ended up staying under there for. And the girl has to yeah. run around. Like she's a mail carrier. And then this other guy is like, takes her job as the sewage person. Um, so what if it's something akin to that where they still have an infrastructure and there's still government and organization? It's just materials are starting to run low. And that's what prompts yeah. this kid's project into how to use alternative materials to make these candles that their parent cherishes, cherishes so much because there's only so many materials that you can make candles out of you know typically it's wax or it's fat you know or something mm -hmm. like that so maybe this kid comes up with another material and thus um expands the horizons of the family's business I like that. Because then the value of him being able to do that is playing into, like, his concern and love, mm -hmm. or his or her concern and love for their parent, mm -hmm. um, or parents. And it also um, ties that bridge between the two a little better, where it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. oh, this is how science helps me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and then, so I guess the only thing then would be... Um, what are the what is the character's like goal other than just helping the parent right like i would think that the helping their parent being able to sell more candles like all of that is a plus but their goal would be something separate for themselves well i think the goal is the goal of any person coming into their own is to be recognized as their own person um to realize that just because this kid grew up in this environment doesn't mean that they necessarily want to do the same things that the parent wants to do. And that's a typical story for those, like, this is the family business and I expect you to inherit it kind of thing. Um, right. And I think that's something that can be relatable to a lot of people is that at the end of the day, when you're going from, when you're growing as a late teen, you just want people to realize or recognize who you are as a person rather than as this kid on the street who doesn't know what they're doing right you just there's that feeling of not being recognized yeah absolutely um i guess what i'm saying though is like i feel like um that is its own reward but i would still want to see for a resolution this kid have some sort of path that they can now take 
that is their own and is away from the candle shop like the parent is allowing them that yeah well i i think oh freedom in my head it had already played out that this character that this character now is no longer tied to the candle shop they have the freedom to pursue the path of mathematics that they want to or science or um industrial engineering kind of thing that they want to i like the idea that it's a person that really just wants to like make improvements too like they would be going into these fields so they prove that they can do um you know good work with um their um intelligence and then they are helping their parent along the way Mm -hmm. and I really like the idea that they then go into, you know, inventing things to help rebuild their civilization, help people um, in this new environment. I like that a lot. Um, the So we have setting in conflict, so the call to action would be the next thing, but I'm thinking, like, I mean, is the call to action... Maybe it's the deadline for the scholarship. You know, there's announcement for this scholarship. Or this kid finds the scholarship online and the deadline's in a, cu- a few weeks. And so they have to do yeah. do this now rather than putting it off and putting it off like maybe all the other projects that this kid has going on. Um, because I imagine if this is the kind of way this kid thinks and this kid works, then they have a couple of pro- you know other projects that they have going along the side, but they just end up never having the time for it because they're constantly being dragged into the shop. To work and so now this kid mm-hmm. has to find ways to dodge or get out of working at the shop and um oh he can the kid can pretend he's working on a play or some shit um but <laughs> and so then like this kid is trying to dodge working at the candle shop by using the excuse of doing some other artsy thing and like oh i'm so proud of you <laughs> like finally that. following the arts um and hi saga And so now this kid has to make sure that they hit this deadline before their parent finds out what they're actually doing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I like that that gives an opportunity to, like, throw some friends in there, too, of, like, people that would be, like, making up those, like, fibs with him and going off and maybe just either helping in the project or just, like, hanging out while they're working on the project. But that gives the opportunity for that. I feel like that's such a... Um, necessary part of mm-hmm. like a coming of age story is those like friendships and those yeah. relationships um, with people that are also going through that time of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be, I mean, the lowest point then the parent finds out about the project that they're doing and tells them they can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the most obvious one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, um, you've been ditching work for this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, and then we said resolution already, right? Just, like, their project works, they're able to present it Mm -hmm. to the scholarship board or something like that. They convince the parent to, or the friends convince the parent to go um, and be there for him, and then um, they recognize the value of the project and that they were inspired by the candle making and everyone you know parent stands on their own runs the candle shop and the kid gets to go off and do what they need to do i I also like the idea that they would be dependent on um they're like super smart mathematical kid too and maybe take advantage uh, or not take advantage but just not be as appreciative of this but as they should be but the kid would be totally in charge of like doing all the accounting for the candle shop 
Like, the only reason that candle shop would be around anymore if it's struggling, right, is that they're doing a good job of, like, balancing the books and, like, taking care of all the things that... And it could be, like, um, the parent is, like, patting themselves on the back for teaching the kid all this, but in reality, the kid, like, got the basics and then taught themselves the rest of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, I taught you how to balance those books when you were six years old! And they're like, sure. Yep. <laughs> did, definitely. <laughs> Orly. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking it might be a bit of a more, what if, you know, the parent discovers the child's, cause we need a low point, right? And so yeah. what would, what if the parent discovers that the child has been hiding this project from, from them this entire time? It's three days until the deadline and... The, their kid has been missing for like almost two weeks supposedly doing this play they've lied to them about this whole thing and concocted this whole reason you know this whole web of just this this front to the parent mm-hmm. and so say the parent reacts negatively and just ruins the project or somehow tears that project <laughs> oh, away no. from the child yeah and then mm-hmm. that's when they might have a like a, a coming to god moment or like facing the music moment where Mm -hmm. yeah sure now they have their child backs quote unquote but now this this child is absolutely miserable they put their Mm -hmm. heart and soul into this project they were very excited to at least submit the project they didn't even care if they didn't get the scholarship like yeah they wanted it so they could get out of this ho-dunk town and go pursue their sciencey dreams but that wasn't really the goal the goal was to prove that their passions were worth something, right? And so yeah. that's when the parent can have this moment of like, okay, I I goofed real bad. <laughs> My bad. This was not great. <laughs> um, would not recommend not... <laughs> negative 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> would reconsider and go back in time and change this if I could. And so maybe yeah, that's absolutely. when the parent and the child join together and they actually work on this and pull in and get it together and put it together just in time, just in the nick of time or something. Or maybe that's when the parent goes to the, to the recruiter and is like, no, you need to give my child more time on this. You know, they've been busting their butts on this, you know, in some way the parent turns around and shows support at the last minute. And that's when we can have this moment where these two characters finally see see each other face to face because obviously Mm -hmm. there's going to be moments where the child doesn't see the parent um you know on the same level as they're expecting the parent to see themselves you know that there's always that miss misstep miscommunication between the two parties um yeah well miscommunication then also just not um not showing appreciation of or like not seeing that person's true value yeah and so it could be that they've both um, been missing the value of each other, right? And so this is when they can yeah. finally see each other face-to-face and really recognize each other as individuals rather than as a child and a parent. And so that's kind of where we can see that relationship take a healthy step forward versus being this unhealthy relationship prior. Yeah. Um, so... The other thing that... No, I like that idea a lot. Um, 
Um, I was also, uh, when you were talking about, like, when the parent would, like, not accidentally, but in a moment of passion, ruin the project. Or um, do something. Then, like, yeah. yeah, and, like, make the child go back to work at the candle shop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, I just imagined that moment when they're, like, putting together, like, they're making a candle, but they're just miserably doing it. Mm-hmm. And then they produce this awful awful it's like candle. a gray gooey glop <laughs> yeah it's kind of like leaned over the wicks somewhere in this like the middle of like the candle but you know it's kind it's of like slowly falling off to the side because it hasn't solidified <laughs> yeah. yet exactly that's what i thought um <laughs> and then i also i really like the idea too when you said um they finished the project together because i imagine that he would have been using resources and skills in this project that were taught to him by that parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that parent's skills would come into, ha- and would actually definitely come into, um, come handy when that trying to finish that project a second time, like the kid could be working on, you know, all of the reporting aspect of it. And like the putting together the, maybe they couldn't quite figure <laughs> out like so the correct <laughs> temperature to balance the materials and the way that it needed to be developed or something like mm-hmm. there was some process in the actual prototyping of it that he just the kid could not quite get right they would always get really close but with the combined information of what they know and what the parent knows based off of just experience of candle making they're able to actually finally overcome it and hone down the recipe yeah i like it um, I think that there, it's like interesting characters. It's um, definitely got potential in there for a good amount of um, comedy. I mean, I would think that most of the comedy aspect of it would come from the relationships between like the main kid and then the people, like their friendships and everything. And then um, we'd get some good moments, like miserably making a, a horrible candle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I think that we we hit the mark. I like this a lot. We did it. We did it. That's all of the things. We got all we of the got things. All we got all of the prompts. It. We did it. Whoop, whoop. And there's no parent to interrupt us and ruin it for a, this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we did it. Um, so thank you for being a part of the process of coming up with this uh, strange outline, <laughs> our comedy genre outline. And... Um, you will be seeing a live stream of something that Alice is going to um, conceptualize on her Twitch channel. Um, so follow her there. Be there when she goes live. It'll be um, Wednesday, Wednesday 1.30... No, 2.30? 2 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard, I believe. We'll see how it goes. My internet, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> is a little on the rougher side of things. So we'll see if we can get that out. If not, you can expect a post on Instagram. Um, and I'll see what I can do about doing a process GIF or something like that um, in lieu Ooh, of a stream oh, if awesome. I can't do that. So. I love process GIFs so much. I've never done one, love. so no promises, but I'll see if I can figure <laughs> it out if I can't do the Twitch stream. Fair enough. Um, are you feeling particularly inspired by like am... one of the characters or, or scene? Oh, yeah. I am really, I love our main character. I think it's really cool how there's all these contrasts in this character as far as like how they've grown up versus how 
they've come into their own and so having this character that's like grown up in this artsy environment but is actually very like thorough and logical and not me <laughs> i'm very <laughs> excited to potentially give that a go um, yeah, so. that'd be really cool. I really love the idea of this person just being covered by splotches of like rainbow dye and wax. Well, it's like their apron is completely covered, but then everything else is very neat and organized and tidy, you know, because yeah. it's like this person, I don't know how much they would actually really tolerate having wax all over them That's or fair. anything like that. That's fair. It also makes me, it's like a really like professional chef, right? Mm-hmm. Always the apron, mm-hmm. never anything else. Let's see if <laughs> pure white. Nothing touches them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really like the... Um, there's a couple of scenes I really like in here. I kind of want to um, add, like, a scene with the, the friends mm-hmm. and try to challenge myself to write a more comedic mm. interaction. Um, and then also, that would be a huge challenge. <laughs> and um, Like I said, comedy is hard. Oh, um, yeah. It... it it's I think I'm hilarious in person and mm-hmm. with my voice. Um, writing it whole other ball game. Uh-huh. It's a weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. But the other scene I really liked was the um, the lowest point, like to the resolution, mm-hmm. just the destroying of the project, and then that mi- the miserably making a candle scene, <laughs> the depression um, candle. Which... I drew a little doodle of it. I loved it so much. So <laughs> the depression candle. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that might be what I do, um, and that will be on my uh, Wix.com um, Secret Life of Stories. <clears throat> wow, can't talk apparently. All of a sudden, uh, Secret Life of Stories blog on Friday next week. And um, if you have any ideas, you heard this prompt um, that we completely derailed from and made like a completely well. I mean, we didn't derail from it, but the prompt that was given is nothing like what we created. I don't think. Um, no, but it's still of the prompt. Yeah. So I love it. Um, but if you listener heard that prompt and had a different concept of what that story could be, mm-hmm. um, or what the characters could look like or scene that you want to draw, literally anything, mm-hmm. um, post it, Instagram, hashtag, uh, secret life of stories or SLOS prompt, um, and then if you have anything that you write, feel free to go to my blog and submit um, the writing of what, or of the, submit what you wrote there at my website. Um, and we will, if we get a prompt, I mean, we're going to share it. Yeah. Not all, I, probably not all of it, pieces of it. We'll share as much as we can. Um, yeah. <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so. Again, uh, follow us on the socials, and thank you for listening, and can't wait to see you next time, Mm -hmm. or talk at you next time. (laughs) Can't wait to have you next time. We're excited to have you guys back again next time, so be sure to follow us and stay up to date on everything, so we we can stay in touch. (laughs) Thank you for restating that in a much better way. Appreciate it. Um, All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)